Check, check, bang, bang, bitch. Hey, everybody. It's the Herald and Modcast. It's our weekly recap and review of The Leftover Season 3. And uh, it's this time it's episode 5 called It's a Matt, Matt, Matt World. That's what it's called? Matt, 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 Matt World. Three mats. Three mats or four mats? Three mats. <laughs> Three mats, four mats, A.K.A. Five. Matt Christopher Eccleston. It's already the fifth episode, huh? Yeah, we're moving, moving along. Only five more episodes in the final season of The Leftovers, starring John Candy. John Candy. And French Montana. No, it's actually less than that. There's only eight episodes. Oh, no. So we're on the fifth, so we've got, we're down to three episodes. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. I thought there were ten episodes. No. That's the worst news I've heard all week. It's only Monday. Yeah. What am I going to do? Well, this episode, we uh, see meet Matt again and his fellow uh, Kevin-worshipping friends, John and John's son. What's John's son's name? Dwayne. Dwayne. Is it? No, it is. <laughs> you doofus. And Lori, who is married to John now. And we're kind of like, wow, that happened fast. Yeah, and they're planning to fly to uh melbourne australia to sort of save kevin bring kevin back and uh they're gonna do it on a cargo plane right with a guy it's michael his name's michael the son michael Dwayne scott well they well matt arranges for some guy he knows he convinces him that he's doing god's work to get him to australia because they are convinced they've got to bring kevin back to miracle before the 14th for Mm -hmm. the 7th anniversary of the disappearance yep. because they're convinced something's going to happen with him because they think he's the messiah blah 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 and they think he needs to be in miracle to prevent something something or to keep everyone safe or to, to stay alive sort of divine something is going will happen if he's in miracle yeah so they're going to go save him from melbourne and bring him back try to talk him into it well and it's a wacky kind of episode which is probably why they you know they titled it after like that 60s movie it's a mad 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 world because things like that happen they go from it's like train plane to having to take a boat with these australian sex partiers well we should also say before the sex party starts that what's her what's his name's uh kevin's ex-wife is gonna come and matt doesn't want her to come right because he feels like she, what, she's like a non-believer or something. Well, she believes he's having a psychotic episode. She doesn't believe in any of this Messiah shit. No. She's a psychiatrist, former psychiatrist, and she believes that he's having an episode. Yeah. And he confided in her when he thought he saw Evie, mm-hmm. called her, and so she believes that he's she's the only one who can talk to him. Right. And so Matt's not pleased with this, but he agrees because John wants her to come also because that's his wife now. That's when we find out they're actually married. That, and that's some, that was a funny scene, that exchange with Lori, Amy Brenneman, who's such a great actress. Mm. Uh, you know, the, they're sort of the, their word off, whatever. They like sort yeah. of have a fight over whether she can come. And it's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, that is funny. So they get in the plane and they find out the explosion that they alluded to in episode four that was happening off Australia. It was caused by a naked French guy. Yeah, we find out that it's some guy who went crazy. The episode opens with this guy, a French 
naval officer or something like that. In a like submarine, that. yeah. And he's naked. For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. You can't escape it with HBO. <laughs> I know. There's like a Wang quota. <laughs> there is, definitely. Must have been kind of cold on that submarine, too. <laughs> they showed him, like, running naked down the hall of the submarine. And, like, escaping his fellow French soldiers. And then he gets into the launch room with by himself with the keys. And he sets off both keys with his foot and his hand. And then detonates the bomb, and that's what caused the explosion from the last episode. Right. We so, don't know why or for what reason, what what, what purpose. I'm sure we're going to find out. Maybe. But they, so they can't land in Melbourne because of this explosion that happened off the coast. And they end up having to convince these people who have rented the only ferry, I guess, is going from Tasmania, Tasmania which is where they landed, to Melbourne. Yeah, they had to land in Tasmania. They got like, redirected to Tasmania because Melbourne wasn't taking any new planes or whatever. And so they end up convincing... Well, yeah, there's no ferries available till the day after tomorrow, and the one is like a private party ferry going to Melbourne, but it is also a like crazy sex cult party thing. Yeah, going they on worship the lions, a lioness named Fraser. No lion. Yeah. Who like impregnated all the? Li- there's like a long story behind it. Yeah. And a cool Sarah Vaughn song, which they play throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he, they convinced them to let them go on board. She asks. <laughs> that was a funny scene, too, because she says, let me hear your, your best dirty joke. And Lori, of course, steps forward to tell him. And she's like, no, you. Not you. Yeah. Yeah. She wants the pre the, the minister to do it. Then he ends up telling this like really kind of gross, dirty joke. Yeah, so gross. <laughs> and then she lets, she laughs and lets them on. And, uh. It's definitely a Matt, 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 Matt world on this episode Mm because a lot of stuff, it's all his world. It's all his, I don't know, delusions maybe, but he, there's a guy on board who calls himself God. Yeah. He has a red hat and uh, they first meet him when they're trying to get on the ferry. He just walks right by. Kind of pushes right by. Yeah. And they're like, who the fuck's this guy? And they're like, oh, he's friends with the captain. And, uh. He's on the top deck reading a book, and someone's like, "Didn't you? Did you get punched by God?" He said that because his nose starts bleeding. Like that, Matt's getting these nosebleeds. Yeah, and that comes up later in the episode. He's like punched by God. Like, what are you talking about? Right. He's like the dude on the top top level. He, did he? He put? Did he punch you in the face? Because <laughs> when he people don't believe that he's God, he gets angry or something. He goes to visit the guy, and the guy gives him a car that just says, "Yes, I am God." And then has like a little write-up in the background. And it's just some <laughs> guy who used to be a news anchor and an Olympian just saying he's God because he survived some fall, a rock climbing he fell off, Yeah, and he, he fell off a, uh, during a rock climbing expedition, fell, died, mm-hmm. split, like, like no doubt died, split like his head open, I think, something. or something, skull. And his mate buried him in a cave. Came back with like people to get the body, and, and then uh, he was alive when they came back. And so. it's not there. He had already gotten his way back to the city. Yeah, or something. Uh, so he believes he's God. Who knows what the story, you know, and the captain basically tells Matt. the story later and says that some people believe he's God, some people just think it's a story. But he takes the ferry from Tasmania to Melbourne back and forth, I guess. Yeah, just to get out. 
Right on the ocean. Something, something. And he's kind of like a grumpy dude, won't talk to anyone. Doesn't say anything. Yeah, just has these cards for when people approach him. But Matt witnesses him toss another passenger overboard. Yeah, like literally they're in a sort of scuffling and then he throws him overboard and then Matt's like, hey, I saw what you did. And like he's trying to get everyone's attention, but they're all like fucking like lions. Yeah, they're and all they're having like, sex in lion costumes. Yeah, and- it's quite a spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> and then he literally has to like what does he do i forget he gets the one guard's attention and then he jumps overboard himself he, to try to save the guy yeah and then they have to stop the ship to get him but nobody believes him you know he tries everything he tries to get the list to the party list he talks to the captain that's when the captain tells him the story about who the god guy is right but he tries to find out who this person is and nobody will believe him mm-hmm. and he kind of of you know you can tell he's on his crusade even though he tells Lori and john and michael well i'm gonna go take a nap now well he goes and approaches the guy guy first like once and the guy just like punches him in the stomach and right. drops him and then he goes back and tells them that he thinks that this guy uh is basically he wants to recruit john and what's his name and michael to get a confession out right of him. So he wants John to go back to his wrathful ways, which basically means like we're gonna go fuck this guy up and get him to confess. Yeah. And John refuses to do it, and then uh, Kevin uh, or Matt lets out that he uh, he uh, saw Evie, or Kevin saw Evie. Oh yeah, because Lori told Matt by accident and confidence. You know, yeah, and they yeah. said don't say anything, and then. Matt got all angry because John wouldn't help him. And he's like, well, Kevin saw Evie. And John was like, what did you say? Well, that's an interesting scene because John's dramatically changed. Yeah, he really if has. If we can believe that. Right. Because don't, he, in second season, he was the guy who burnt down people's houses. People's and houses, like, yeah. Fucking shot Kevin in the chest. Right. And shit. Like, he was bad. He was, he was a bad guy. And now he's sort of, as Lori put it, found peace. Mm-hmm. But she tells him what why she didn't tell him that that he said she said it was a delusion and she didn't even tell all the details of that story and he believed her Mm -hmm. and he was just like okay i understand and they hug and that was really revealing i thought that he's become sort of pacified yeah he's not he does he's uh, you know i don't i think he's moved on from the his violence it's been three years i'm skeptical though I mean, that guy always looks like he's got something brewing behind his eyes. I don't know. It's hard to tell what's going to happen with him. Yeah, I agree I, in that sense. You know, and I guess in that moment, he still was like, nah, resigned. But I, yeah, you get the feeling that he could kind of snap if, if something were to go the wrong way or the wrong buttons were pushed, you know, where the right buttons were pushed. And I mean, Regina, Regina King, who he's not married to anymore, who left him after the daughter died. Mm-hmm. She's still on the show, but we only saw her in the one episode with Nora so far. Yeah. She's only been in one episode. And now that they're in Australia, I don't know if we'll see her again, maybe until like the last episode or something, unless they go back and show it, do like a flashback kind of thing. Right. But, uh, but it was a kind of clever way to get them all, to australia the way they did this i mean you kind of buy it you're like okay yeah matt and his two disciples believe kevin's the messiah and have to bring him back and then Lori's like going because she thinks he's delusional i mean it 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 wasn't ridiculous because i couldn't figure out how they were going to get to australia without it being something so far-fetched but 
Yeah, you kind of believe it because she's there because she's like, well, I was his, you know, ex-wife. So I think if anyone knows him, I know him as well as anyone. So, yeah. you know, that kind of was like the kicker about her coming along kind of thing. I mean, the whole show's far-fetched. So, like, when I'm repeating saying it doesn't sound far-fetched, it does to people who don't watch the show. Yeah, it's all but far-fetched. Within the context of the show, I thought they did, it was clever the way they got them all there. Yeah. And then there's that weird scene where Matt starts arguing with the... Uh, one of the organizers of the sex party and he accidentally says the name of the of the lion after midnight yeah and then they have this like sort of sex ritual and they're gonna like take his fucking jizz or something <laughs> yeah, I know. well apparently if you say the name after midnight it means you they take your sperm yeah and there's like this giant sort of lion statue thing they made with this fucking weird vacuum pump or something. I know, it was really it was so weird. disturbing. And there's like this giant fat woman that was like gonna suck him off or something. It was really weird. Yeah. And then he stands up and he gets on the microphone or the megaphone. He's like, you people are all sick. This is disturbing and disgusting. Yeah. And you should be ashamed of yourselves and blah, blah, blah. Man has died and you don't even care. And everybody just starts booing him like, boo. And so that's like, I think when he goes up the first time to deal with Jesus or to deal with God and then he gets punched in the stomach. And then that one woman comes up like, there's people that agree with you. If you want to be you know, safe, don't get off the boat until uh, everyone's off the boat yeah. first or something. And he's like, what? And then you're thinking, oh, God, what that, what's that yeah, going to mean? Yeah, it's be a fucking bomb or something. And then so flash forward now, he tells him that, yeah, I'm just going to go lay down in the infirmary. And he gets a wheelchair from the infirmary and an axe. And then he goes back up to the stairs and... Uh, smacks jesus over the head with like the butt of the god with the butt of the axe and knocks him out and puts him in the wheelchair and throws his book overboard and then when he wakes up they're like together by themselves outside of the lion pen yeah because there's a, a, a real lion on the boat they Who, wheeled yeah. in a real lion in a big cage yeah and he's supposed to be a descendant of the lion frazier who they all sort of worship in their sex cult but uh, it, and this this scene is incredibly provocative, and also the tension, the way they they build it, because you don't know what the hell. I mean, like all I could think of is someone's getting eaten by that lion. Like that's that's what it felt like. And Matt sort of has this conversation with the God guy where he tries to convince him to confess, and he says, "Okay, yeah, I threw him overboard." And he's like, "Well, are you going to tell people?" No, no, and. I, they keep having this conversation and Matt all of a sudden starts to believe that this guy is God because he he sort of confesses things to him. He talks to him as if he is God. Mm -hmm. Everything I've done in my life, I've done for you. And he's like, no, you've done it for you. Mm -hmm. And you see that Matt's all of a sudden thinking this guy might actually be God. Or, or something. Uh, yeah, something. He comes around to the guy and to the point where the guy's like, just untie me and I can sh like help you. Because Matt says he's dying or he's sick again. He's like, I, you've cured me once. Like... Why did you do that the first time just to make me have it come back? Because I guess he was sick as a kid. And then maybe that was how he first became a pious person mm -hmm. was he prayed to God and God cured his disease. And and then, uh, and then so he became a man of, you know, man of God from that moment on, I guess, as a kid. And now he's sick again with we don't really know what. But, but he says he's dying. Yeah. 
he says that to what's his name and what's her name after the uh, meeting encounter yeah. in the morning. But he basically unties him, and you're not really sure what's going to happen. Uh, that made, that was the scariest to me because I thought this guy was going to put Matt. I thought he was going to die right there and then. I really did. I thought he was going to put him in with the lion. Or yeah, or the axe because there's an axe like right behind Matt, and you think that the, when the guy gets up, you think he's going to go and grab the axe and like chop Matt in the head or something, right? But he just sort of like fucking waves his hand over him and sort of like you're cured kind of thing, yeah. And then just walks away and just leaves. And the then Matt's just left there standing, and it kind of cuts to the morning, and Matt's like super more like down to earth Chill, again or something, yeah. yeah. And basically confesses that he's dying and he sort of had like a grand revelation where I don't even really think he believed the guy's God. I think he just believed that some of the shit what he said was right about him doing it for himself and stuff. Well, but also the captain comes to him and says that they found a body. Where they found, yeah, the, the and fisherman. And that's the description that he said. And so the guy, the God guy is going to be arrested and he wants him to come speak at the station if he has nothing left to do, if he has nothing to do. And nothing he says, pressing, yeah. And he says, I don't, which he, I guess he no longer is looking for Kevin anymore. Or so I don't know what that means. Not so much. Yeah. Maybe he's not so invested in the whole like Kevin's the Messiah thing. I don't know why. Maybe because he's like, this guy says he's God. And so why would Kevin be God? And like, who's no, none of them are really God or yeah. I don't know. And he sort of, yeah, he's like, no, I got nothing to do. I can give a statement. Right. And, you know, he's like, oh, fuck. And then he is honest to Lori and everybody about how he's sick. And so he sort of had like, he came around. To I some guess he idea. has. I mean, I couldn't quite tell whether he came around or whether he's pretending to not be crazy or something i don't know it's hard, it's hard to, tell. to tell yeah it's always sort of hard to tell in the show which is interesting which i like the ambiguity between you don't know really yeah what anyone's really thinking you know or if who's really crazy or what's really a vision they're or, all you know, crazy yeah they're all crazy this sort of thing and uh that's when it gets really weird because they've docked and then sure enough the police cruisers pull up and they're sort of pulling up in front of uh where all the people are getting off the boat and uh they're starting to leave and what's his name the the god guy's leaving too yeah and that's when the cops spot him and they say hey you know stop you know we know it's we know you it's you gary or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh, at the same time those like weird animal rights people are like freeing the lion and they thought they were going to free the lion and have it sort of attack the people. Right. And the guy hops the barricade and is running. And at the same time, they free the lion. And, like, the lion goes and runs at him and, like, bites him right in the neck and takes him down. Yeah. And is killed. You knew someone was getting eaten by that lion. Yeah. And then that, that, that's when Kevin goes, like, that's the guy I was telling you guys about or something. Right. The, but he says it so... You mean Matt. He yeah. says it really just sort of monotone. Just like, yeah, that's the guy I was telling you about mm-hmm. being eaten by that lion over there. And then there. you hear, like, shots and you guess that that's them kill, killing the lion after Boo. he killed the guy, which is pretty sad. I yeah, know. It's not the lion's fault, you know. That stinks. Shouldn't have brought the lion. Yeah. It's always a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Bad idea to like bring a lion. A in wild your, animal. In your party. <laughs> yeah. In your travel party. Yeah. I don't think that. And a full that... grown male lion. Yes. Yep. Check. Got him. But, uh, and that's kind of the end of that episode. I yeah, believe, it was good. right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we might have missed a couple little things, but 
yeah, it was long and short of it. It was pretty fascinating stuff. I mean, anything that focuses on Matt is good because... He's such a mess, he, too, though. But also, Christopher Eccleston is such a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. I mean, they all, of, they all are. The acting on this show is some of the best I've ever seen. And the writing is superb. And yeah. it's, you know, again and again, we say this, that we don't know what's happening and how it's all connecting, but we just trust the journey with this because they really know how to tie it together. And, and I can only assume how this is going to be revealed is going to be pretty cool and spectacular. I hope. I hope in some way or another, because they're showing the arc and stuff in the next episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it looks like all of them are in Australia together and yeah. And it seems to be sort of based around Lori. I mean, they're all in the episodes now, but it sort of was like Lori's perspective or something. Yeah. Next episode. So yeah, this is, you know, keep, moving right along keep fucking freaking out my melon man <laughs> you're like freaking out my melon yeah yeah it, it was a good episode i definitely uh you know it keeps getting better that's the thing about the leftovers they don't have we were talking about this it's not the same kind of dip as walking dead where like for four episodes it's just sort of stupid and you're like blah this just every episode is good and keeps getting better keeps getting better yeah, they they have a more of an end game, I guess, and they have a tighter story to tell. They're not thinking ten seasons down the line, you know. So there's not that same need for sort of filling and padding storylines and doubling back into different stories and stuff. Well, so many people who haven't stuck with the show that I've heard or the criticism I've heard is that they started watching the first season and then they kind of lost interest. And I would say to folks who have done that, give it another chance because once you finally are invested and get in there, it's some of the best TV you'll ever see. Like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, I was one of those people. I I ended up watching the rest of the first season on HBO Go or something. And I I stopped watching and I'm like, I should really finish it. I want to finish it, but I'm kind of, uh, and I don't really get it or whatever. And then once I finally just watched it on HBO uh, go is very satisfying yeah and then i was completely invested into the second season i didn't really need to be talked in or you know like like oh i'll get to the second season like oh no i'm watching this this is a priority it, it is so good yeah right it's so there. good that i almost choked on yeah, saying what the that fuck? <laughs> <laughs> i was like a <laughs> but you had like a like error <laughs> brain skip or i did I, uh, huh, huh, yeah. brain skip uh yeah so we'll be back with uh episode six to talk more about that as well as uh a couple movies coming out there's alien covenant yeah there's the new pirates movie which actually looks kind of cool it's kind of cool i mean hopefully it's better than the, the last couple ones they did because i was extremely bored by the one i remember being bored to death by the one of them I mean, I'm not really keen on doing anything to put more money in Johnny Depp or Disney's pocket. But yeah, uh, it's kind of inevitable. For it's, Disney. I know it kind of looks cool and we're going to give it a shot. And then, of course, Wonder Woman is June 2nd 
And uh, I really wish that Warner Brothers was promoting it better. If they won't, we will. We will. Go see Wonder Woman. Yeah. You stupid Go idiots. see it when it comes out June 2nd in the theaters. Yeah, it's, it's Wonder like, Woman, it for Christ's sake. Is there still a Wonder Woman movie yeah, coming out? Yeah, there is, but you never weeks? know it because there's no promotional third party tie ins. Like, you still see Guardians, like Pizza Hut shit or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, fucking ice cream sandwich Guardians. But I'm, there's no Wonder Woman stuff anywhere. And there's not even really that many of trailers. Nope. Now they're showing that stupid, like, Girls Night Out trailer. All the time. All the time. And, like, Wonder Woman comes out in two weeks. I know. I, st- Wonder I Woman. don't get it. I just don't. And, I mean, actually, if you Google Wonder Woman, there's more articles on why it hasn't been promoted than there is about Wonder Woman about itself. About the actual movie yeah. coming out? Yeah. What the fuck, it, it, there's so, DC's doing something with this that... Only they know why. And it's, I, it doesn't, I mean, even as members of the press, we get these press kits to promote movies way in advance. We've got nothing on Wonder Woman. Literally yeah. nothing. I have trailers and the, the same trailers you can get on YouTube, but usually we get behind the scenes footage, we get clips, sound bites, images, everything. Nothing. That's so weird. it's so weird. Well, and it was such a fucking buzz last year at Comic Con. Yes. Like people were shitting themselves about it. People were so excited when they show that trailer and they brought out the cast. Yep. You know, and on the floor there was a huge Wonder Woman thing. They had Linda Carter's old costume and they had Gal Gadot's costume for now. Yep. And yeah, it was it was quite a promotion. And I know. People were really psyched. I don't know what happened or why they're trying to save money for justice league promotion or i don't know what they're doing i don't know what they're doing but i hope the movie does kills it just in spite of them i don't see how it could not do well i I couldn't see it bombing you know it's not gonna bomb it's wonder woman people have been waiting for this for a long time and and it looks like a better movie than suicide squad yeah and suicide squad made a killing so like but they also promoted the fuck out of that movie yeah, but I that mean, movie that was sucked everywhere. Too, but 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 this will be an interesting thing to see if like legacy and brand the weight of that brand is all it needed for promotion. Maybe that's what they're banking on. Well, we'll but see. Even I, still, even still, they should have promoted it more. Boo even on a you. little more, like yeah, the stand. I mean, it isn't even promoted. Been like promoted. an average movie. Yeah, not at all. Like your average f- summer movie. What the fuck? I know it's very bizarre. Alien Covenant. It's like every five minutes. They over promoted that to the point where I don't want to see it anymore. Even though I'm sure we like will. Like that Life movie. Yeah, we didn't want to see it because they over promoted it. By the time it the movie bombed. was in theaters, it did bomb. I just checked out. I feel like that happened to me with Anchorman too. Too it, that happened with everybody with Anchorman yeah, too. Nobody they, actually went to go see nobody it. Nobody actually went to go see it, but it's actually pretty funny. It ends up. Yeah, I ended up liking it after like the second time I saw it. I think the first time I was just sort of like, yeah, I'll watch it, and then I was like, yeah, that's fine. Then I watched it a second time. Like this is actually a lot funnier than I think it got credit for, which is unfortunate. Right. But yeah, they burned us out. Uh, with their promotions of that film. Same with that Life movie. It was just too many trailers. Yep. And that didn't really do well. Yeah, what happened to the Life movie? It didn't movie? do well. It got didn't. terrible reviews and it didn't make any money. Yeah. And so, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can over-promote, that's for sure. But I don't think they could over... They could have promoted Wonder Woman more, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... Something. Do something, please. Step it up. Step um, it up. All right, Warner folks. Warner Brothers. That's it for us this week, and uh, we'll be back with more cool stuff. And go to our website at thehmcnetwork.com. 
There's a lot of stuff on there, like our Acoustic Cities series. Uh, the Vienna series is going up this week. Vienna. Uh, Dublin's up right now and Copenhagen's up right now, but uh, he, he just got back from Romania and now he's in Budapest. But you can read all about his trip to Vienna this week. It's very cool. All right. All right, folks. See ya. Jerks. Frazier was their big attraction, and he gave them satisfaction, doing it with talent and with honor, growling for his daily dinner, Frazier kept on getting thinner.